something takes over your body once you see Josh Gad on all fours. <laughs> that the, the way if that out of context sounds like you are just <laughs> horny for Josh Gad. <laughs> please don't, please don't isolate that. <laughs> Lauren, it has to be the intro quote. You know it does. (laughs) Some movies rule and some movies rock. Some movies win awards, but these ones do not. Some movies that are made are not up to par. We're gonna talk about them on One Star. Uh, Hello, Little Dippers, and welcome to another episode of One Star, a bad movie podcast, uh, where we talk about bad movies with one celebrity in them. I'm Lauren. And I'm unhinged, both mentally and orally. <laughs> Your jaw? I didn't unhinged. say that. <laughs> I know you didn't. I um, didn't want to bring it up, but I had to bring it up. It's all... I watched the... Full disclosure, we watched this movie a long time ago. But I can't stop thinking about that moment. <laughs> um... We today are are talking about Artemis Fowl. A, uh, the silence for everyone silence. to like loudly boo as they're listening. Yeah, that that was what that pause was for. <laughs> <laughs> it was just for oh god. Um, even though you saw the episode title, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this movie was just released on Disney Plus uh, recently. Um, after. 20 years of development. <laughs> um, which is kind of interesting that it took 20 years to make a just truly m- mediocre film. Or mediocre, mediocre is generous. I was, yeah, it, that's. That was me being very nice. It's actively poor. It's. <laughs> it's. It's. I would say actively offensive. <laughs> <laughs> to. Ireland um, to the good Irish people um, to anyone who liked the character or books Artemis Fowl uh, to Josh Gad <laughs> um, to all the Gadiacs out there all, all the, ga- the Gad heads the dense heads <laughs> um, to anyone who uh, saw this movie to Centaurs <laughs> uh, to Dame Judy Dench fans, um, lot of, lot of, oh, to short people, <laughs> maybe a little bit, um, and yeah, it's it's bad, but uh, I it's again one of those ring situations where I watched it and I had to pass on the torture. <laughs> so I almost I didn't read the book growing yeah, up. Yeah, I was gonna ask like what. If you had any kind of history with Artemis Fowl. I tried to read it, but I think it came out right when I was, like, too old. I was, like, older than Artemis Fowl's character, so I, like, didn't Mm. care. Yeah. I was like, this is a kid younger than me. Fuck him. (laughs) Um, Smarter than me and younger than me? No. (laughs) No thanks. Well, we're only... We're told he's smarter than me, but... We I don't, don't believe we, we're that. not shown that. Yeah, we're just kind of told that. Uh, I um, when did it come out? So it had to have come out like what? Didn't it come out? Oh, Mid-2000s? the book. Two thousands. 
the book. Yeah, I think probably, like, for me, like, fifth or fourth grade, I would say, would make sense to me. I... (laughs) I never really knew it was a book series, but I knew what... I knew the name. The name sounded very familiar to me. I almost thought it was, like, one of those characters that, like, everyone just kind of knows about. Like, Artemis Fowl. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like a Huckleberry Finn, Artemis Fowl. (laughs) Literary classic, Artemis Fowl. Literally, yeah. Where it was just, like, one of those names that I've heard so much that I just kind of, like, recognized but never truly knew anything about it. Well, like... I want to almost want to read it because like in viewing this movie, like I either don't believe these people actually like it or they had to have changed literally everything that happens. Oh, they did. Don't worry. Okay. Because I, <laughs> I, I watched a lot of videos because we watched this pretty close to when it was released. We just suck so we haven't recorded about it (laughs) um (laughs) so i was kind of like watching some videos about it one to get a little backstory two to you know refresh myself a little bit because i actually did try and like put it on while i was working again and i couldn't do it i just three seconds in i was like no it's not worth it i don't care (laughs) (laughs) um so i was watching like kind of some summaries to kind of uh remind myself about what happened. And so I, I saw a lot of people who um, either knew about the books or were fans of the books talking about it. And um, they are, it's nothing like the book, even a little bit. Okay. That gives me hope then. So some of the things that I learned was one, the dad being kidnapped thing isn't even until book two. Okay. So this, none of the things that happened in this movie are really, um, Definitely not book one. Well, that's what's also weird. is like a lot happens in this movie, but at the same time, it's only Nothing. act one of like a three-act screenplay. <laughs> yeah. And it's not... It, it, this movie does not follow any singular book. It combines a lot of plots and characters that are throughout the series. Okay. I guess because they wanted to combine everything i saw one person was talking about like who is this for it's clearly not for people who like the books because they slaughtered them (laughs) and it's clearly not for like young children because it's even offensive to them you know like this is a bad movie they're not gonna watch it either so like who is this movie for who knows (laughs) um so one of the other things is that uh, I think that hooded character, um, someone who was a fan of the books was like horrified at how they treated that character. Apparently she's very powerful and I don't know, but we rarely get her. Yeah, she's just <laughs> I don't like know anything about her. talks into a light for most of the movie. Yeah, and then just immediately gives up the dad who she had kidnapped because... I don't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but uh, one of the, the biggest kind of insults to the books is that Artemis Fowl's character is completely different. Thank God. Yeah. In the book, because at the end we get this oh cheeky little line 
where he's like, my name is Artemis Fallon. I am a, a criminal mastermind, which is not true in the movie. We don't get any of that. He just says it. I dare to say not nary a crime was committed. <laughs> not, not a single one. <laughs> but he, like, truly is in the books. So, like, there's, like, heists and shit in the books? Um, I think so. I know that... Um, he is, like, basically the antagonist of the books. Like, Interesting. He is, he is, like, a very, like, horrible kid. <laughs> not horrible, but, like, he's, like, not a, a vision of, like, good morals by any, by any means. So Interesting. they completely changed that character entirely. And um from what i learned i think his mom dies early on in like the first book or something like that so him turning like this kind of evil way is to like avenge his mother i could be if if you read the books and that's wrong i'm sorry that's just kind of what i it's like secondhand information (laughs) um but that's kind of what i heard and that's like kind of what like his it's almost like his villain backstory well that's (laughs) he's like avenging his mom yeah and, and this movie starts out mom's already dead <laughs> I bumped my Siri thing. I don't need that. Um, uh, so the mom is not a factor. She's just gone when we start the movie, and he's just like a kid who like is mean to his psychiatrist for some reason. Oh yeah, I, I forgot know. there was a psychiatrist thing going yeah. on. And um, something else I learned was that. The Oculus, or whatever. The acorn. The, the big floaty magical acorn. That the, this entire plot is basically revolved around um, this Oculus. That I keep wanting to call it Angelos, which I'm pretty sure is a character in Lamis. <laughs> the this Oculus where like everyone's trying to get it, and that's what the ransom is for Artemis's dad. Um, cause he was kidnapped in the movie and all this stuff. And the whole plot is revolving around getting this back. Turns out not in the books at all. The like acorn isn't in the books. It's not in the books. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's just there for this specific plot, but it's not in the books at all. From what I understand. That's wild. No, like, that's crazy. (laughs) Isn't it? Because, I mean, it's truly the entire plot. And the whole time, which it does make sense that it was made up, because uh, we're never really told what it does. And Artemis Fowl has it for some reason, but the kid didn't know that they had it, and all this stuff, and yeah, none of that is. It's all made up. It's all bullshit. (laughs) So, like, just straight up, this is someone's creation? Yeah. From from what I can gather, yes. Um, so they mashed up a bunch of different plot lines and characters that were not in one book into one movie. And because none of that connected, they just made up this separate thing to make everyone have to interact. Honest, honestly, I almost feel good. For yeah. the book people, because, like, normally you'd be like, this ruined this, but, like, literally it didn't. 
Because yeah, it's because just it's straight not, up not the book. It's just not, yeah. That's why as, like, a Percy Jackson kid, I just can, like, live without the movie. And I don't even have to acknowledge it. Because uh-huh. it's just not the books at all. Right. We should do Percy Jackson. We should probably do Percy Jackson. Because I love that movie. <laughs> Not in, like, a way where I actually think it's good, but just in a way where, like, I get to watch Logan Lerman for an hour and a half. (laughs) Did you see the new pictures of him with, like, the gray streak? Yes. What are our thoughts on that? I love it. (laughs) He can do no wrong. I like that Logan Lerman just kind of, like, he, like, is not even on social media, but he just, like, trends every once in a while when everyone's like, oh, man. We forgot about Logan Lerman. <laughs> he has an iron grip. Yeah. He was like, he will trend every other month. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's kind of what happens in this movie. They really truly like, yeah, I don't, I think you're right. They didn't like ruin the books because it's just not the book at all. Yeah. It's something entirely different, which is even weirder that this took 20 years to get made. <laughs> um, and also, they whitewashed a character. Oh, who? Um, the f- fairy. The short fairy. The, like, main... The last name short fairy. The main girl? Yeah. yeah. She was... The way she was described in the books was that she would not be white. Interesting. And they cast a, a white girl. And actually, fun fact... 20 years ago, or whenever, um, they were going to have Saoirse Ronan play that character. And, wow, that that show really shows how old this movie idea is. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, and then they they kept it with, with that, so. That's also a fun fact about this movie. So, and he's also, his dad was like a very real criminal in the books but in this one he's seen as like a good guy that knows about the fairy universe and also like i think there's like plot lines where artemis discovers this and they kind of just glossed over this by just like having him find like a library of his dad's books and that's about it was the niece character in the books do you know if she was yes okay because i was gonna say she seems like a weird addition <laughs> i think she was there but um no one really talked in this movie all she does is like bring people sandwiches sometimes <laughs> and almost die because <laughs> um, truly what does she do that could not also be the fairy character you know or it's even like- just you i feel like you could just remove it entirely and it would be the same yeah, cast that girl as the fairy so we're not whitewashing, and then everything's yeah. great again. Yeah, and then we're fine. But that is a character that does exist, but it's... Um, Cause like, she, oh, I mean, she must do something later on. But <laughs> A lot of it felt superfluous, but her especially just really seemed to not bring a single thing to the table, no. plot-wise. And her uncle, who is... A butler with the last name Butler, but is also not a butler? Yeah. Um, also, I feel like we're doing a very bad job talking about this to people who, like, haven't seen it. But Well, so did the people making the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
But there's a butler character and his niece is there and the butler at one point straight up dies. Um but then the fairy brings her him back and then we move on from that very fast and it's at, at no point do we care enough about that character to be upset about it. Exactly. Cuz like um, the biggest problem for me is that the whole movie takes place in a house more or less. Mhm. And it's just I want to know I let me look up what the budget was because whatever it is I'm not going to believe it. Cuz we were shown this glimpse into like this uh this world that is in the center of the earth with fairies and dwarfs and goblins and centaurs and all these like supernatural creatures and we're there for some exposition and then we leave and we're at Artemis's house for the rest of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> like it. okay, so the budget was 125 million dollars. Hmm. And I'm going to disagree <laughs> because <laughs> you have what three sets? Like the fairy world, the house and then the little prison that they're in, that Josh Gad just has an interview in. <laughs> but which is just a room. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Josh Gad, do you have a, a, a one star in this movie? Who is your one star? Um, I know I love me some Dame Judy Dench, but I'm a Colin Farrell fan. Yeah, that was going to be my... Um, he only spent three days on the film. Yeah, that shows. Yeah, it's a fun, fun little... He got out day. He got out the best then. If he just yeah. had to show up, look kind of hot, left, that's... So, a later segment, who left the movie with their dignity intact? Um, Colin Farrell. I'll tell you, it's not Judy Dench. It's not Judy Dench. Why, why has two years in a row... Judy Dench been in the worst movie of the year. What is going on? Who is her agent? I need to yeah. kill him. <laughs> there is definitely some tension there that he keeps sending her to this shit. Because, oh my god. And she deserves um, so much better. She's an Oscar and, winner, goddammit. And I gotta be honest, I don't know for sure. I haven't looked at her IMDb. Those might be the only two movies I've even seen of her. <laughs> 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 I might do a... I'm gonna quickly look. But I think that that is true. <laughs> you are you along with the Artemis Fowl creative team have both disrespected Judy Dench in front of me. <laughs> At least oh, I've seen I've seen Shakespeare in Love. Does that count? Yeah, she, that's what she won her Oscar for. So I think it does. <laughs> Great, I saw that for a class one time. <laughs> but it's just like, what's going on? Why, at least in Cats, it's like a mm-hmm. thing. Because, like, everyone, is, and at least Cats is iconic, you know? Yeah. This we will forget about very quickly, I think. Hopefully. Well, I don't, actually, no. I don't think is, I will ever forget about this movie. <laughs> there's a moment that has burned into the back of my eye. <laughs> I think we're... T- I, there, there is also a moment that... I had such, like, a visceral, large, loud reaction to that my brother took a photo of, like, the aftermath and tweeted it. 
do you can you guess what that moment is? I'm sure it's probably the exact same. I'm certain we're talking about the exact the same moment. It's what I referenced earlier <laughs> yeah. when I said I'm unhinged orally. <laughs> Please describe what happened. So, okay, jo- it's also it's like well into the movie too, where you're like, this is some boring thing, and then this happens. <laughs> so Josh Gad. He's a, a what is he a dwarf? I I guess. But he's like normal sized, and that's never explained either. But no. in this like fictional world, Josh Gad can dig. Like that's what dwarves do, and like Josh Gad is the best digger. And you're like, fine, whatever. So he gets hired by Judy Dench to dig into Artemis Fowl's house, and you're like, okay, how's this digging work? <laughs> is the question maybe you thought before this and i d- think I, I did not think about how he dig and i think that is um why i think do did you think about that like did you actually on ask yourself huh i, w- I wonder how he digs Nope, and I turns out I didn't want the answer to the question I didn't I think have. That's, I think that is probably why... Well, I mean, one, it's it's a horrible sight. But two, it's not a thing that you are wondering about, and then it happens. <laughs> but essentially, he grabs onto his jaw and just pulls down until it's big. And honestly, big is an understatement. <laughs> You're right. It's monstrous. It's, oh God, it's like all the way down, almost like to his collarbone. It's like, are you a Pokemon fan? A little bit, yeah. Do you know Loudred? <laughs> no, wait. Look up Loudred. Pause for typing. Pause for typing. <gasps> yes. <laughs> That's exactly what he looks like. Oh my god. That's horrific. But that it, is accurate. It's fully spot on. It's and and that's not are you are you thinking, oh okay, uh he he bites through the the dirt and it's just his jaw and that that's the end of it because it's not. You wish he ate the dirt. You you you, you wish he just chomped on some dirt, and then we could move on, but we can't. <laughs> he poops it out <laughs> instantly to the to the point where there's like it it blasts a hole through his underwear. So if, essentially, we have Josh Gad on all fours, both holes. <laughs> And it's, head, that's head the worst sentence I've sand. ever had to say. <laughs> head first in sand uh, with it all uh, pouring out of the other side of him. <laughs> um, and honestly, we described it and I still think it's worth watching that moment. <laughs> For sure. But almost like I wish... We had said to watch it before because the surprise <laughs> of that happening. The pure pain. Of 
of seeing of, that. Of seeing that and not not knowing that it's about to happen, I think is really the key there. And I think that's when, because I had some, you know, uh, moments throughout the movie where I'm like, oh, haha, that's dumb. Oh, that's funny. That's dumb. That's funny. Um, well, funny because it's dumb, not because it was actually funny. But that was the moment where I think I texted you, like, we got it to Artemis Fowl. <laughs> I, like, got the Snapchat and the text in the same moment. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this, I'm sorry, but I need to talk about this movie, specifically <laughs> what happens right now. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty Artemis Fowl. <laughs> get it but like uh, the other kind of foul. The other foul not birds like bad yeah <laughs> um uh, truly truly horrific sight that we that we saw um there's also earlier um some things to note is that um judy dench is a leprechaun i think no no i think she's a fairy, a fairy? She's a fairy, but the organization that she works for is L.E.P. Recon, which just says Leprechaun. (laughs) (laughs) One thing I found out, the one thing I found out about the books in my vague research I've done is that her character in the book is male and a whole, the whole like storyline with the main girl fairy is like her struggling against sexism in the workplace yeah and that's just um not there at all and so by making her a woman that kind of eliminates that possibility a little bit yeah because dame judy dench is kind of like the leader of lap recon like um i but i do need to know is the dirt farts in the book I I have no idea, and I'm scared to look. And to be fair, maybe it's something that reads way better than is visualized. <laughs> that idea. Um, I'm sure that like, it's it probably is something like that where he that's how that 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 species is very good at digging. Um, but that should have never been made. No, it's a sin against God. <laughs> we'll call it what it is. God's not real, but he became real to punish the people who made this. Um, well, let's just talk about Josh Gad in this movie real quick while, while, while we're talking about him. Because his character is basically... Narr- he narrates the entire film, which is bad. <laughs> because he's not present for 80% of said events. And, yeah, so he's talking about Artemis Fowl and all this stuff, but he doesn't know them until the very end. But somehow they're best friends. he doesn't know them well. And somehow they're best friends, and, um, I don't know. But he is, we have, like, the kind of cliche, oh, a character's telling the story through an interrogation room. And, um, so he's telling us all this information in which... Um, he would not know. (laughs) (laughs) And also we find out later that they only turned him in so that he could tell them this story. Yeah, kind of. I don't get why he's there. 
No, because then they immediately break him out, and his whole thing at the end is like, you don't mess with the fowls. <laughs> um, the fowl fam? The fowl fam. The flock of fowls. <laughs> the flock. That's perfect. The flock. <laughs> um, yeah, you don't mess with the flock. And that's basically all he's doing is basically being like, don't investigate them. But and like, then they break him out. Immediately. They will. <laughs> yeah. The, Why was he arrested in the first place? What crimes did he commit? Digging. <laughs> other than that seemed to other be than a the human war prison, crimes, didn't it? <laughs> the war crimes of being in this movie. Other than that, because that's the thing is like that wasn't a supernatural fairy jail. I don't think we, so. We see him in fairy jail. And this was a human human jail because we know because he shows them what that he is not human by unhinging his jaw again. Because, <laughs> guys, once wasn't enough. <laughs> we had to have three times of that. Uh, it's like that but... Naked Brothers Band song. <laughs> what song? The one is like, one is fine, two is good, three is enough. <laughs> Except it's one is bad, two is worth, three is too much. I love that. Thank you. I wrote that myself. Um, <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Naked Brothers. <laughs> so here, here's my issue with Josh Gad. Sure. In theory, he's talented. I don't know if it's ever happened in practice, though. <laughs> uh, okay. Sure. What have um, you seen him in that he's actually good in? That's what I'm thinking over right now. Like, um, technically, people like him in Frozen, but the reason I don't like Frozen is Olaf. He is the absolute really? worst to me. I cannot stand him. I think Olaf is fun and funny, but I don't think Josh Gad specifically is really adding anything that... Unless he improvises his line, which lines, which I don't think is true for Disney ever. <laughs> um, the because re- the reason why I like Olaf, I think, is the act, the um, writing, and not necessarily like the voice acting. Maybe um, yeah, but it's like he's te- he's like I know he's definitely su- a good singer, but he always does this like s- voice thing that to me sounds like if Kermit the Frog was racist. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> Am I being that's too mean to Josh Gad? That's maybe. That's very funny. That was um, my brother tweeted um, <laughs> before on Miss Fowl. Huh? I don't. I think we don't appreciate Josh, Josh Gad enough after watching on Miss Fowl. I think we're not mean enough to Josh Gad. <laughs> <laughs> He's truly sliding by for several crimes. I I um just actually started watching New Girl. I don't know how I made it this long without watching it. Are you um, loving it? Oh my god, I fucking love it. And <laughs> I'm in love with both Jake Johnson and Nick Miller simultaneously. <laughs> I hate myself. Um but his character in New Girl is I hate him, and I don't. And I don't know if that is a Josh Gad reason or a character reason. <laughs> it's he just always Cause, plays because again, someone so hateable. I started watching New Girl after I watched Artemis. 
And we actually did see Book of Mormon on Broadway, but it was um, one of the nights where Josh Gad had it understudy. Okay. Because, like, he's, I listen to the Book of Mormon soundtrack, but, and he's good at, like, the duets, but once it gets to his solo numbers, I get to a point where I'm like, I'm good. To be fair, I don't like those songs anyways. Um, I didn't like them watching it as much either. Um, I, I, I can't, uh, like, it's just the weird, he makes, I think he can actually sing. But he'll just do this instead. I think that's I think that's the problem. I think you got the you hit the nail on the head with he does a very specific voice, which when you watch him like talk in interviews, he does not talk that way. Mm-hmm. But w- it's almost like his acting and singing voice that is a character within itself, and it is n- not pleasant. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've um, seen him do subtlety yet. No, I don't think he can. <laughs> I don't think he possesses that skill set. Also, just something more annoying. Because <laughs> I. There's been a lot of interviews lately with celebrities kind of in their homes, like Skyping in and stuff. So, you get a glimpse into what is in celebrities' homes and what they are choosing to show you. Mm hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, everyone is is doing these kind of, like, Skype-in interviews. And to do that, especially if you're doing one on, you know, national television, you, I'm assuming, would go through, you know, you would think through that decision of where do I want to put this camera? What do I want to be behind me? <laughs> A lot of people choose corners, you know, a plain wall, maybe something little in the background. Andy Samberg's been sitting in front of the same thing <laughs> for all his interviews. And Josh Gad, because I did try and watch an interview where he was talking about Artemis Fowl, but I couldn't do it for much long. He has, like, he's sitting in, like, I guess, what is his office? And then there's just, like, a wall full of, like, frozen memorabilia. <laughs> like, posters and all that stuff. And I... It's too much for me. Oh yeah, that's horrible. <laughs> and it's and you just think like that's what he's choosing to show America right now. <laughs> is here's my wall of all my success, which I guess <laughs> is fine. But like I don't know. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah, I think of so. all the, I mean, Adam Scott does interviews from his fucking closet. <laughs> it's like the Ellen. Have you seen the Ellen videos where she's like. I'm unhinged while sitting on, like, a postmodernist art yes. couch. Yeah. And with, like, just sweatpants on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like that, where he's like, oh, man, have to do interviews from my house. <laughs> <laughs> with just, like, all the memories of him being in super popular things. I don't know. It just seems, like, just, like, off to me. Off-putting a little bit. But anyways, not important. To so, what we're talking about. <laughs> I mean, Art of the Spell has, like, made me question the point of Disney+. Plus. <laughs> okay. Because, truly, so, before Disney+, Plus, we had access to High School Musical on Netflix. So we're set there. Mm-hmm. We, none of the original content has really been worth it. Yeah, people like The Mandalorian, but did truly... You, did you watch High School Musical, the musical, the series? I have not yet, no. 
But because okay. I was I was still in my psych Asterisks watch. in this statement. <laughs> but I'm saying all of these things could have been developed for everything else. Like the two things that were decent. And like the rest, the only reason I would subscribe to it, which I'm not, I use Lawrence. But <laughs> it's to access to the Muppets catalog. That's all I truly care about. How much Muppets have you watched since having our password? I've only watched two mov- two of the movies yet, but I'm now that I'm we're talking about it, I'm almost definitely going to watch the next one tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I've guaranteed it for myself. But that is a good point because, um, yeah, their original content so far is is what it is. <laughs> it's like people like the Mandalorian, but. The world is exactly the same if The Mandalorian was never made. Except for Baby Yoda. Yeah, but I mean, we still have the, we'd still have the Porgs, which are just that as cute true. in my that eyes, so I think we're fine. Yeah. And then we do... We do like Baby Yoda. At least we I do know. like Baby Yoda. This is not anti-Baby Yoda slander. No. It's Hell just... No. Disney Plus really isn't changing the game in the way that they, they wanted to. And you bet your ass I'm not paying $30 to watch Mulan. (laughs) (laughs) No. No Um, chance in hell. I saw, like, someone else was gonna... um, Someone mentioned to me that they were, like, thinking about doing it. And I was like, well, if you do it, I will sit there and watch it with you. But I'm not spending $40 on it. This is a case where I want to beg you guys, just illegally stream it. Yeah, I know it's supposed there. to be against that because I'm a filmmaker, but do not pay $30 to watch any movie ever. Seriously. Just don't. <laughs> the, the only reason why they were, like, thinking about it is because, like, there would be four of them watching it, so it would be, like, less than if they were to go to a theater. Then make um, it make it 15 you know? Right. 30 right. is still insane. It's so much money, especially like since you have to have a subscription to <laughs> Disney Plus in order to pay the thirty. Yeah, you have like... to pay money to pay the money. <laughs> yeah, which is absurd to me. <laughs> it's cartoonish. Yeah, um, which is also like super, just honestly shameful that they're doing this to a a movie with you know about you know, non-white people. And they're like, this is the movie we want to make no one want to pay to watch. Because yeah. <laughs> mean... then they're going to be like, oh, I guess no one wanted to see that. And it's like, no. D- <laughs> that's not what we meant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. That's almost definitely what will happen, sadly. Yeah. I mean, they and they also cast the actress, it turns out, a p- person great. of poor moral character. <laughs> Correct. Which they is unfortunate. So just a lot of... A lot of unfortunate things happening there a lot of factors going into why people wouldn't want to watch that movie that they are going to interpret entirely incorrectly racistly yes (laughs) um anyways we got very off topic (laughs) but also there's nothing that happens in this movie um like like i said it is truly act one of a real script yeah it's the first it is exposition literally the entire time. Yeah, the first hour is exposition. And then there's a fight scene with, like, exposition mixed in. <laughs> and a bad fight scene at that. Yeah. Um, which 
A weird fight scene. I, I'm on on the record of hating fight scenes. Well, I don't really scenes. get why they're fighting. I don't think. No, I don't. Because he kidnapped. The, well, he does kidnap a fairy. But he does do that. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. But like, oh, why all that for one fairy? Truly, it's like let her go. And also, like you guys have magic. Yeah, it's like there's thousands of fairies Why? and they have two guns and somehow they win. Because earlier on there is a ogre? A troll. Troll. A, which are not little, they are ginormous. <laughs> a troll that rummages through a wedding and they send one fairy to fix that. Um, mm-hmm. When... We we have the same fairy that was kidnapped, and we don't just send, like, oh, maybe two. <laughs> <laughs> like, you guys are magic. And they have this capability of freezing time. So they do that. I have a, I have a lot of issues with the troll scene. I gotta be honest. <laughs> the first one. So basically, there's trolls running through the, the wedding, and what they do is they stop time. So that they can get the troll out of there. And then... But it's after the troll causes so much damage to everything. And then they just wipe the memory of everyone there. And then they leave with the troll. But then everyone just comes to. And the wedding that they were just enjoying that was nice and beautiful in a Italian piazza <laughs> is now <laughs> entirely trashed. And no one has any memory of that, and that is somehow better than seeing a troll. Like, why couldn't the fairies at least fix it up with magic? They're just unkind. And then at that point, after the one fairy goes, then they have, like, a whole, like, slew of of fairies that go in and do, like, the memory wipe. It's like, you can't just send a handful more to, like, I don't know, pick up the table that's fallen over. And here's maybe the biggest plot hole. If they could freeze... The wedding. Why could they not simply freeze Artemis Fowl? I think because he was... I don't know. Because he was... I think they tried to explain it, but I don't remember. I remember thinking it did make sense. It didn't make any sense. It didn't. You're right. Um, But he's still, like, on the porch. And also, they didn't need to freeze time to do that anyways. He knows that fairies exist. You're not going to wipe his memory. Yeah. But, like, he's still on the porch, so he is outside. When they're shooting the blasters. Here's another thing. Kids Hmm. can't look cool. They just aren't cool. Even if you put them in a little suit and give them little dark glasses and they're shooting a huge gun. He looks lame. What about Stranger Things? They're they're lame, but that's kind of like the point in Stranger Things. That's the point. They're not supposed to look cool. They're like nerdy kids in the 80s. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, he doesn't look cool. At all. And he, they try and, like, make him wear sunglasses, and that's so that they, fairies can't mind control him. Um, but I think it's really just to make him look cool with sunglasses on and a suit. <laughs> yeah, that's my theory as well. It's also never explained why the, uh, the butler has bleached hair and blue eye contacts. I think, again, it's a, an, a strange aesthetic choice. Yeah. And also, 
we kind of mentioned that this was offensive to Ireland. Because it takes place in Ireland, but... Um... <laughs> You'd have to prove it. <laughs> right. And when they're talking about um, how much he loves living in Ireland, they keep showing him surfing, which I did not know was a thing much in Ireland. <laughs> I, uh, here's another I doubt it is. <laughs> like, I... I've never been there, so I guess maybe people surf in Ireland, but it just, I feel like no one, well, I mean, it is a universal thing that no one, no one thinks of Ireland and is immediately like, ah, yes, surfing. <laughs> when you think of surfing, you think of like Southern California yeah. and that kind of shit. Um, but no, that was the thing that they chose for him to do. That's like, of course he loves Ireland. Look at him surfing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also they make Judy Dench say weird Irish sayings a lot. Top of the morning. Top of the morning. That was like, there's a moment where somebody she stole arrives. me Lucky Charms. <laughs> she arrives at the scene after um, they kidnap the fairy and. We have, like, this huge long shot um, that turns into a close-up. And it's, like, this big dramatic moment. And then she goes, top of the morning to you. <laughs> um, she said something else later on that was, like, oh, okay. <laughs> groan. Yeah, this whole movie is a groan. Yeah. And there's also a the IT guy in the fairy world is a centaur. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's there. And the best part about him is that he just gallops around neighing a lot. <laughs> just neigh. <laughs> and, you know, you never really see a centaur neigh that often. <laughs> you know, they're normally like, the, you know, the top half is, is human and the human doesn't neigh. Because um, it doesn't sound like a horse neighing. It's literally sounded like a person going neigh. <laughs> um, another thing is... The first movie in, like, a series like this, it has to be about world building and, like, to invite the audience in the world so they want to see more of it. But that fundamentally, again, does not work when you spend it all in a fucking house. Yeah, we... S exactly. And that's kind of like, again, who was this for? Because you didn't spend the time to make us learn about the characters, or even give a shit about them. And then you also did a complete disservice to the books, so the people who do know the characters and do know the plots are also angry. Who is this for? <laughs> <laughs> I thought of a new segment, if you want to try it okay. right now. Sure. I think it'll be fun. It's called Say Something Nice About This Movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, should I write it down on our segment? If you want to. I think we normally do that, though, but I will write it down. Um, side note. Did you watch the Mildich and Swartz uh, improv specials? I have not. They're very good. Um, I know I should check them out. But there's a part at a wedding, and you know, like, the objections yeah. that some, sometimes happen? <laughs> the way they talk about it is they're like... The, de the designated part where someone said something mean. <laughs> <laughs> so when you said say something nice, that's what it reminded me of. Anyways, um, recommend those. Those are great. 
Say something nice. Say something nice. I have mine, because to be fair, I did think about it. So I can go first. And my something nice is, I love how this movie made it impossible to have another one of this movie. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. Yeah. They clearly are acting like there's going to be one, but there can't be. There won't be. And I love that they gave us that brief relaxation. I do love that it took 19 years to get this made. (laughs) (laughs) That is a fun fact that truly delights me because that is so much build up for this piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) And And I do appreciate the fact that they knew that they couldn't release this in theaters. Like They're like, we can't wait on this. We need this to be over. <laughs> Did you see the <clears throat> Lady in the Tramp movie? No. I, it, no. It makes me curious what that's... What's going on there. Should we watch it? No. <laughs> I see... I can't... I don't... It's something about watching like super realistic animals talk that I just don't like it. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. It makes it like I don't know, too not too real, but like I don't know. I don't like it. Because they can't be animated enough and you lose the whole point of like having a especially in like the original Lady in the Tram. Like they're animated dogs and like, you know, they can you can do more animating a character than an actual dog <laughs> can act. Are you saying um, dogs can't act? No. I can think of a long list of dogs who have been dogs better than every actor in this movie in this movie. <laughs> that is true. Um No, they can act they just can't um talk. <laughs> <laughs> um and also, I mean, I like the movie Lady and the Tramp. We named our dog after Lady. So, obviously. There's some love. It, it holds a special place in my heart. But, um, which was very fun. Whenever, because uh, we would play that movie sometimes. And she would freak out because there's lots of barking in that movie. But also because they're always saying her name. <laughs> That's so cute. Aww. So she would, like it would be on. She'd be like, "What is what, what is happening? Who, That's who adorable. Is that? <laughs> yeah, what a baby. Yeah. Miss her. Our, our <laughs> final <laughs> review: Dogs are good. Artemis Fowl is bad. Yeah, and I feel like the. This kid, this actor is gonna get like shit for this one. I feel like that's unfair. He's just a child. Um, I'm gonna disagree. <laughs> like, I mean, but here's to his defense. Think of what he was given. That's fair, but in my defense, he's bad. Like, it's okay that you're not good at what you want to be good with, good at. <laughs> You know, Imagine it's okay that Jacob he's a bad Trimble actor. <laughs> in this role. Honestly, he couldn't even save, save that, this no, movie. No, and that's saying a lot, because he's that's... arguably the most talented person alive. <laughs> he might be. I don't um, think we've ever talked about, we are Tremblay stands. Yes, we have, an, we have a <laughs> group message. That is, that was, that's what it was supposed to be about. Just about Jacob Tremblay. <laughs> <laughs> no, we... 
We stand the tremble. <laughs> um, wholeheartedly. More like Trembier. Trembier. Um, Isn't that, that's pretty, I'm sure you're pretty sure that's the name of our group chat, actually. I think that is what it is. <laughs> um, we've lost, ta- we've lost a touch of our main. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Jacob Tremblay is great, but I, he couldn't, he couldn't fix this movie. It's, it's past saving. But yeah. do you recommend that people watch it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, me too. Because <laughs> mercifully, it is quick. That's a, that's another good thing that I can say about point. this. It is not long. No. Something takes over your body once you see Josh Gad on all fours. <laughs> that the, the way if that out of context sounds like you are just <laughs> horny for Josh Gad. <laughs> Please don't, please don't isolate that quote. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren, it has to be the intro quote. You know it does. <laughs> Guys, once you see Josh Gad on all fours, you just, there's no going back from that. <laughs> it changes you. Um, I honestly think I blacked out after that happened. <laughs> <laughs> I was totally fucked up. I don't remember a thing. There's like a whole like five minutes after that happens. And then once I calmed down, then I like started paying attention to the movie again. But I couldn't tell you what happens after that moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think it is worth watching just because it is such like a beautiful shit show. That's my nice thing. <laughs> <laughs> the um, kindest words we have. Yeah. Do you want to do a drinking game? Since, um, we, since we're recommending people watch it. Absolutely, because I think a drink is a necessary thing that I didn't have while watching this. And I think, I know for me, I was not drinking alcohol while watching this movie. And I still felt high. <laughs> <laughs> um, not that drinks make you high, but I, I felt <laughs> under the influence is what I was trying to say. <laughs> well, who knows? I don't know what you're drinking. <laughs> Maybe it was absent. If there's anything I would say not to drink during this movie, I think it's absent. No, I think this is a great LSD is movie. Is this an abs- <laughs> Just straight up trip during this and see what happens. Because I truly, like, after that moment, I truly felt like my mind was altered. <laughs> it was an out-of-body experience. Yeah, um... But drinking would be fun while watching this movie. Yeah, I, again, <laughs> That's what we're trying I, to say. as far as I'm concerned, necessary. <laughs> um, okay, drinking game. It doesn't happen very often, but you need to drink when the centaur nays. <laughs> I think it's only three times, so that's just a small little one. But it's important to me that you take a sip. Maybe, maybe like a long, kind of like a three-second chug for the nays while, they, while he's neighing. Here, here's a fun one. So I sent Lauren a TikTok of someone doing a drinking game to a Big Time Rush song, which <laughs> yeah. we absolutely need to play. But in the we spirit of that, I'm going to say, chug your drink for every second that Josh Gad is narrating. <laughs> That's enough right there. <laughs> it happens so often in this movie. Yeah, so like, um, as soon as he starts spe- speaking... I'll- only narration. His actual character stuff, you can not do that. But just, rotating? like, waterfall it, keep going until he stops. Are we rotating people? Like, in the BTR one, or is it just everyone? No, oh, yeah, yeah, like a rotation. That's a good idea. Okay, yeah. That's 
we need to save people a little bit. <laughs> so if you have like three people, every time he narrates, you switch who is. Um, who's their chugger? Chuggy. Who's chugging? Yeah. Um, also, speaking of the narration, his voice <laughs> in this movie. I mean, um, I don't think he could. I think he like turns on his acting voice, and then he just yeah. sounds fucking weird. And this one, it's like he's trying to be more grass, like growly. But then sometimes it just turns into Olaf anyway. Oh, yeah. I don't think we talk about how everyone in this fucking movie is growling the whole time. <laughs> just the whole time. Judy Dench is growling. We should have been talking that way. Just like... I, can, I don't even think I can physically make my voice do it. Nope. No, actually. I haven't smoked for 20 years. <laughs> um, but that is what everyone's voice sounds like. But some, every once in a while he just like slips into Olaf by accident. Anyways, <laughs> just we had to talk about the voice real quick. Every you have to have a shot ready, and you have to take a shot when he unhinges his jaw for the first time. There are no exceptions to this rule. <laughs> yeah, no. Because um, there's only three times, so you can unhinge, you can take three shots. You could do you could do three, um, but the one that is the most important to me is the first time it happens. You might need to wait a few minutes for your body to calm down. <laughs> or here, have some water in your mouth so you can spit. <laughs> yeah um maybe that's what yeah spit and, take and then immediately just a shot and it has to be a pure alcohol no mix shot for that <laughs> yeah and our it, these are less like a drinking game but more of like our prescription to help you make it through this <laughs> this is, is medical advice <laughs> yeah yeah um who Every when um when the butler niece makes a sandwich, you gotta take a drink. Because <laughs> why does that happen so often? <laughs> Anytime, well, that might be too mean. I was gonna be like, anything that's like clearly exposition. Like, there's a lot of what I mean by that is like there's a lot of things where like they talk about or say things that the other character already knows. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a, oh, as you know, and then they will say something. Those those moments, you need to take a sip. When you're like, why are these people who who know what they're talking... It's almost like... Um, I don't know. I don't have a, really, a very good example for this. No, I know what you mean, yeah. Yeah. Anytime there's a situation where you're like, these, if these were real people, they would not be discussing this because they both already know this information. That if, kind of thing. Take a sip. If you think to yourself, hey, this movie's pretty Artemis Fowl, take a drink. <laughs> take a drink. Um, it's too good of a pun not to use twice. When you find yourself confused as to what's happening, <laughs> when you're like, I don't know where we're going with like, this. You can physically figure out the events, but you're just like, why, though? Yeah. Um, definitely take a Maybe like a long chug during there's one specific scene where a character for some reason rescues someone from a jail that's not Josh Gad. <laughs> when that person is being like talked to while they're in jail and brought out again, because jo Josh Gad is brought out of prison twice during this movie, not him, the other person that this happens to drink for that entire scene and it won't matter what's happening in that scene because it doesn't. It doesn't matter at all. I couldn't even tell you who that person... I would love to tell you who that person is. <laughs> I've, I have one more. It's also when Josh Gad unhinges his jaw for the first time. I want you to go outside, light a cigarette, 
take a long drag and reflect on man's mortality. <laughs> um, yeah, and then anytime you're like, oh man, damn Judy Gent, what are you doing? That's another sip. Yeah. A lot of our, if you haven't noticed, a lot of our drinking games are just about how you're feeling while you're watching the it's, movie. <laughs> it, our, our drinking game is do what you need to do to make it through this. Yeah. Um, take a sip anytime you're like, oh yeah, this is set in Ireland. <laughs> Here, take a sip anytime you're like, hey, I'm a little thirsty. I'd like a drink right now. <laughs> um, I think you're good to go at that point. Honestly, the waterfall during the narration is more than what you, you need. <laughs> it's, it's already unhealthy. <laughs> yeah. That. Even if you do rotate, I, it's it's still consult a physician before. <laughs> Um, yeah, and anytime a situation, this is, I think, the last one, because um, I just keep adding ones that we were kind of already mentioned that we we're done, but I keep adding them. This is the last one. Anytime a situation is, a, like, a conflict is immediately resolved. Yeah. Because that happens quite a lot. Like, um... Oh, we forgot to talk about my least favorite scene. Go ahead. I mean, obviously, you know, Josh, Jaw, whole other thing. Right. What I'm talking about is, so Artemis Fowl has kidnapped the fairy. And he's wearing his, like, anti-fairy mind control sunglasses. (laughs) And he's like, I hate you. And she's like, well, I hate you. And he's like, well, my father got kidnapped. And she's like, my father's dead. And then he's like, can I trust you? And you think, oh, he's just summarizing. I am not. That is verbatim. I did not skip a line. That is no, that how was... quick this turn happens. So, person he kidnapped is immediately friends. It's literally like a Martha in Batman vs. Superman. It's situation. exactly that. Um, so that would be, that was actually the scene I was going to describe as one of those. So anytime a situation like that happens where, like, they're like, oh, we have this problem. And then it's immediately solved after that. Take a take a long drink for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, like when he dies and then is not dead anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think we're good. We need to stop. <laughs> um, You're welcome. How, this is a big one. How do you fix the movie? Okay, one, either adapt the book <laughs> instead. Because <laughs> I'm assuming that there's fans of it. There's actually some worth there. Personally, I don't believe it from what I've seen. It's like what I was saying about Jacob Elordi during the kissing booth. Like, (laughs) you guys keep telling me he's good, but I just don't see it yet. Right. Yeah. You have to see it to believe him. We're not not seeing it. Yeah. Um, Or, I think, if this criminal mastermind thing is cool, like some sort of, like, kids doing heist movie, that sounds Mm -hmm. excellent. Like, yeah. give me and like maybe a. We did do that. We don't know. Give me like a secret agent, Cody Banks, but evil, kind of thing, and I'm there. I watched um, one of the videos I was talking about that this movie, or not even this specific one, an Artemis Fowl adaptation should have happened in the Agent Cody Banks era. Yeah. Like when those were coming out, that would have been the perfect time for this because people were were all for. Child heist. Um, that sounded wrong. No, I love a nice child heist. 
Um, so, um, they kind of missed their prime there, but they missed a lot of stuff with this. <laughs> Do we give... I think we have to give the Dr. Ant-Mom. To Josh Gad? Yeah. As actively the worst part of this movie. But almost that's almost too much of a compliment. I That's the... Again, maybe... He's the Joey King. He's Yeah, he's the Joey King. Because the, the Dr. Ant-Mom is, is, should be much more coveted. It, yeah, it's a compliment, the Dr. Yeah. Ant-Mom award. So the Joey King award for, for acting goes to Josh Gad for being an absolute disgrace. <laughs> um, <clears throat> do we have a Dr. Ant-Mom? I'm not sure if we do. I am giving it a no. I don't think anyone's yeah. good in this movie. I don't think and... anyone deserves to be hired ever again. <laughs> <laughs> no one is entertaining in this movie. No. Yeah. So, sorry. You guys are not worthy. You, like, watch this and you're like, one cyanide, please. <laughs> um, so how do you rate? I gave this a half star. Ooh. It's genuinely one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Like, it's poorly made, poorly acted. There's not one successful thing going on maybe the special effects guys good job <laughs> um uh, it's hard because did i hate this movie yes was it entertaining yes <laughs> <laughs> so i kind of am fighting myself with how i should rate this i think i'm just gonna go with the titular one star like usually i will do what you just did and like because i enjoyed hating it like i can't be that mean to it but i hate this so much (laughs) that i can't even like give it that entertainment thing right i it's just that moment with josh gad is so burned inside my cranium (laughs) whether that's a good thing or a bad thing it just is (laughs) it is a part of me now i am forever changed (laughs) so i can't give it below a one star because it affected me so deeply (laughs) (laughs) but it, it also it's entertaining but not in a a uh original kissing booth kind of way you know yeah. Is this, like, your new sleepaway camp? Are you, like, gonna get a shirt with Josh Gad's face on God, it? God, absolutely not. <laughs> I, no, sleepaway camp is different. <laughs> it's, in, it's in its own <laughs> own world for, for me. It's a different part of my body. <laughs> but I think I did have maybe a, a similar gut reaction to the ending of Sleepaway Camp to that moment. But no, they're different because the Josh Gad moment was pure horror. <laughs> I wasn't terrified way, during Sleepaway Camp. <laughs> and yeah, it was pure horror in a way that Sleepaway Camp, an actual horror movie, could not attain. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, we only have one segment left. <laughs> And that's the good, the bad, the movie. I didn't even think about this. Me neither. So I haven't seen this movie. This is my good one. But I can't guarantee it's good. 
because I have not seen it since I was going to my grandma's house when I was like seven. Yeah. But I have lots of nostalgia for it, and to me, that's enough. Yeah. So I'm going to say my good movie is Three Ninjas. Have you heard of it? I have not. Okay. Three Ninjas is a movie about three ninjas. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, they're kids. They're like, I don't know, like, they're three brothers. They're like three, they're not three years old. They're probably older than that. But like three brothers, one's pretty young. The other's like late teenager or whatever. And they just like learn to be ninjas. And they also have like these cool like kid adapted spy ninja tools you know like a yo-yo that's also like it has a knife on it or something mm-hmm. like so it's that mix of like kids heist almost like spy james bond kind of weird laser pen but adapted for kids and they're just being ninjas it's a great kids movie it's fun it's funny i have nothing but love for it one of the kids name was tum tum i remember that <laughs> <laughs> love that so i re- i can't tell you it's good because i truly have not seen it in years but mm-hmm. i think i love it so that's my good i have to think of a bad because there aren't many movies that are worse than this right and that's kind of the problem that we're having i just thought of one and it, i lost it hit me i don't know i lost it i don't remember what it was it hit me because i'm kind of trying to go the book adaptation route oh cool um oh okay the princess bride great we've talked about this before it's a book (laughs) it is a book that was adapt that was adapted into a movie and a great movie at that um the princess bride classic it won't it will never get old it's so good so that one. Yeah, I'm all you know I love me some Princess Bride. Yeah, of course. Except I've seen like they're doing like a fundraiser for the Democratic Party or whatever the Princess Bride cast. And I keep seeing Carrie Ellis tweeting these tweeting these things like time to drump drump or whatever and I'm like, <laughs> "Oh, Carrie, I I love you, but I'm going to unfollow you on Twitter <laughs> until November." Yeah, it's like I, I I appreciate the sentiment, but like, it's not 2016 anymore. <laughs> so my bad. Here I'm gonna do a kids movie that I hate that came out this year that we'll probably end up doing, but it's Scoob. <laughs> I here's fact number one. I don't know how much I've talked about on this podcast. Scooby Doo means everything to me. I don't know if we have talked about it. I don't think so. It is. Like, my entire childhood, I love it so much. The, when I can finally, like, afford to get a tattoo, like, I'm going... My first one I have planned is going to be Scooby-Doo-based. I mm-hmm. love Scooby-Doo. That being said, Scoob is a crime against humanity. It is malicious. It is evil. And I hate it so much. It's not even a fucking Scooby-Doo movie. It just has the characters, and it infuriates me. And I'll save most of this anger because there's a good chance we're going to cover it. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I just, ugh, I'm so mad. But I can't even like recommend this as like a bad replacement. Like, 
I don't want people to watch Scoob because I don't want it to make money because I need them to learn and do better <laughs> next time. <laughs> There's, yeah. Ooh, I managed to hold a lot in. I, 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 my, my eyes are watering. My te- I'm welling up. I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> just, just was looking at a list of like worst book to movie adaptations, and one of them was Ella Enchanted, and now I'm furious. That's an excellent film. I know it's a great movie. So shut the fuck up, list. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then I'm gonna go with um, Percy Jackson. <laughs> Yeah, as, as my bad movie, um, book movie adaptation, but I don't hate to watch it. I never saw the second one though. Um, they, I don't think I even realized they made it to two. Yeah, like a sea monster, something. I don't know. I just will always watch the first one if it's on TV or something like that. <laughs> um. Not saying it's good because I know that it's not, um, and I also know that it's not accurate to the book either. But you gotta support your boy Lerms. I gotta gotta support my boy, <laughs> and we'll always do that. And he looks great in the movie. So <laughs> at that time when I was his age, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, how old is he again? <laughs> at that, he it was that that um, I think we're are we the. I'm sorry. Now I'm just like going on a rabbit hole. Am I the same age as Logan Lerman? <laughs> <laughs> okay, he's a little bit older than me, but not much. But that's. I good. mean, I'm still I'm still close to his age. So when that came out, that was like that that boy, like all the boys looked like that with like their hair. <laughs> specifically, <laughs> that was like the haircut to have in eighth grade. <laughs> Anyways. Love it. Perfect. Love it. Great. Okay. Plugs? Um, follow us on Twitter at One Star Movies. Follow me on Twitter at Leather Velma. Follow Lauren on Twitter at Mala Turnup. And Subscribe to our Patreon and vote for movies that you want us to do. This is our first non-Patreon pick in a very long time. Yeah. We're, but, we're, get, we're, we're back again. We just... Well, I guess Kissing Booth wasn't, but anyways. Like, not to be like, eh, it's a pandemic, but... It is. We didn't want to do anything. And a lot of other things going on in the world right now. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, we'll get back into it. So subscribe to our Patreon so that you can vote and choose what uh, movie we review next. We have some good options coming up. It's uh, I got to I got to pick all of them as punishment for Lauren's crimes of making me watch Artemis Fowl. Yeah, I. I, I was like, I, I did you wrong, so you can choose. <laughs> um, but that's it. Thanks for watching. Um, okay, we'll bye. See.